Alrighty, let's start this thing up, All right? Yo, 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 welcome to the Living for a Living podcast, episode number 23. Living for a living, baby, how you doing? <laughs> Put this on silent real quick. There we go, alrighty. How we doing? How's everybody doing out there? Sorry, I gotta move the mic a little. Hope you're doing well. I got a good vibe going on, you know, I think when I first got here, I was uh, a little too high, then kind of equated to a little bit too low for a week or two, and then I'm just kind of balancing it out now, and I think that's the key with anything, and I've, I've known that, but it's just sometimes hard to stay in that balance, not too high, not too low, just right in the middle, not too angry. Not too happy, not too sad, not too joyful, whatever you want to call it. Just staying in the middle for the most part. And I think I'm I'm kind of at that spot now. I'm stoked because I found a new breakfast spot today. Cafe Babu, Badu, Badu, Babu, something like that. And nice little in the back backstreet spot back streets back oh no sorry um <laughs> and two ladies that were working there were super nice and smiley and spoke some english i ordered in check i got to learn i got to learn a couple more things in check i got to learn how to ask for the bill and that's about it. But after going to my last breakfast spot, my normal breakfast spot yesterday, I decided it's time to move on from that place. Even though I like I like the food, but I went in there. First, I went in there a couple days ago, Saturday or Sunday, sat down and got there at about 11 or so. And they were busy. And no one came to the table <laughs> until about 11.25. I finally got up, 11.20, 11.25, got up and went and ordered at the thing. And, you know, I go there two, three times a week. So I'm not saying I'm some celebrity or anything, but fuck, like, they all they all know that I don't speak Czech. And yet every response every everything and yeah but then I go there yesterday and go to get some breakfast and I start to order and the girl says oh, I don't have it I don't name mom name mom in check I don't have I said okay maybe they don't have eggs benedict today so I said ah oh, well how about this no name mom name mom I'm like what the fuck like I don't have anything today and so I'm like really looking at the menu. And then the girl who's waited on me probably 10 times since I've been here and not spoke one word of English to me says, I'm sorry, we don't have any breakfast today in perfect English. And I was like, what? Like, oh, okay, well, I'll go then. And it just like tripped me out. I was like, so you mean to tell me you've been speaking, per you know how to speak perfect English in the last month. You haven't said one word to me. Okay. And I said, well, Nascledano. But really, I mean, Nascledan never. <laughs> Nascledano means like, see you later. So, Nas Clay, never. See you, never. I know Nas, Nas is like in the window or something. Translates something weird. Don't correct me, I know. So, went on Google Maps this morning. Old Babu, Badu, has a nice little uh, back patio with some 
leaves and stuff like that. And man, it's got a real good vibe up in there. Had an avocado toast with the little eggs Benny on top, just like I normally get. It's a little bit cheaper. Coffee was better. So, see ya, Cafe Ignatch, whatever the hell that name is. And we're on. And then I, I now officially have a, a restaurant, like, lunch dinner spot that is my my spot. It's right next to my house. And I go in there and we're getting smiles. I know how to order some stuff to the one lady, you know, there's and so I'm feeling good about that. I like having my spots. I like I got my pizza joint that I go to. My homie Mandy that works there, he's from Albania, moved here when he was about 10. We talked for 20, 30 minutes last night. He's good vibe, good people. You know, I like going somewhere and, you know, shaking the hand of the person I walk into the cafe or saying hi or, you know, if they remember my order. I like that. Makes me feel like I'm part of this shit. So yeah, got my spots set now, and now I just got to get kind of back into the, the cooking mode. Actually, I don't mind cooking so much, it's just the fucking dishes, man. In Spain, I had a dishwasher, and that was the first time I'd ever had that, and at first I didn't even use it. Then I started using it, and now I'm spoiled, you know? And so a dishwasher has never been so luxurious for me before. And I just wish I had it now. And then when I was living with my girl in Barcelona, we kind of had the deal that if I cooked, she'd do dishes. If she cooked, I did dishes. So there was this little teamwork game going on. And now I'm back solo dolo. And I don't like doing both. Ah, the dish, the dish devils, man, they're, they're get you. I hate that, but no, it's, it's been good. It's been good, man. I'm rambling. I just realized I'm kind of tired, but what am I going to say? What is there to say? I mean, there's a lot to say and there's nothing to say at the same time, right? Kind of like always. But, oh, I finished the last episode of Last Chance You last night. And that was a good series. That was a super good series. Although, it's kind of a bummer because the last episode, they play my old school. They play my Juco DVC. And they smoke them. Like, 43 zip or something like that and that kind of hurt to see because like I said if if this was back in 2010 those DVC Vikings we would have ran Laney College but it's not 2010 anymore it's 2020 boy and uh yeah I was the only thing I was kind of it this this series got a little repetitive after a while you know, the same shit with RJ, the receiver, who can't get stuff right, and the coach bitching at him, and Dior, and I mean, Dior's struggle was tough, and with, I mean, it just, it just kind of, it was the same thing every episode, and I was really bummed they didn't show any, like, out-of-state guys, and, like, go into the out-of-area apartment, maybe there wasn't any on the team, but to me, that's like a an incredible story in itself. Just, I know, I lived it. And, you know, I mean, I was hoping there'd be some little snippet, but no. So I figure I'll give give you my own little snippet of what Juco was like from the off-the-field side of things that the, the show definitely doesn't show. And, I mean... We were in the Bay Area and California, West Coast, you know, West Coast, best coast, where I would say the whole West Coast is pretty much well known for smoking some weed. And that was no exception in my experience in JUCO. You know, we had 
Whew, boy. I mean, looking back now, we were we were doing it. You know, I was doing it. And, you know, I don't know how much I want to incriminate myself right now, but let's just say I always had some. And if you needed some, you knew where to find me. And that also brought in, you know, so we, we always had people over at the crib. Always. You know, we were right across the street from the school. What I just mentioned. And so there's always people around. We lived in three people in a two-bedroom, one-bedroom apartment. So... One of us always had a friend over. Someone always, so we're always playing 2K. We're playing Madden, playing Call of Duty, whatever it may be. And I got it. My first one I got to tell is like, boy, I was a hustler in JUCO on multiple levels, but I'm primarily talking right now in Xbox because this was 2K11. Yeah, 2K11, 2K12. But no, 2K11. And I was the shit at 2K11. And with the Knicks, Melo. Melo is my favorite player. I mean, I, I loved him when he was back on the Nuggets, the Thuggets. But um, I love him because he won me a lot of money in Juco. You know, because I was, like I said, kind of maybe on our team we had of 50, 60 guys, there might've been maximum 10, 15 white dudes on the team, you know, five, 10 Samoan Polynesian dudes and the rest black guys. And so I was one of the only guys in our little friend group, only white guys. And so I was unassuming to the maximum. And so got new friends or who old friends would come over and we start playing 2k and, you know, first game I play them, you know, I learned guys like to bet. And I'm not much of a betting guy, but I know if I can win, I'll bet. And so we, I play a game with them first time. And maybe I won't, I wouldn't use the Knicks, wouldn't do all my moves or whatever. And maybe, you know, maybe they beat me. Maybe I only win by one or two or whatever. And so then, you know, we'd, we'd roll up another blunt. And I'd say, all right, listen, for this next, do you want to put five on this next one? I'm like, we'll smoke. If I win, you give me five. If I lose, we smoke for free. You smoke for free. I was smoking for free. <laughs> and, oh, bet, bet, bet. Let's do it. I'd say, word. All right, I got the Knicks. <laughs> and Mellow, JR, Shump, J Kid. Man, I can remember that whole roster. Tyson Chandler. And, man, there were many, many a times where our 21, whoever I just played in a matter of the first half, said, all right, give me that five, motherfucker. <laughs> and it got so bad. I, me and my roommate had ongoing bets going on, Big E. And at one point, you know, I didn't, we didn't, have to we kind of just kept a tab going and at one point I think Big E owed me like 60 or 70 bucks and it got so desperate man Big E's betting hot pockets he's betting we're betting the dishes you know I kind of felt bad for a little bit and so I was like all right I don't want to take any more Big E's money and so all right Big E if I lose you get five off the tab and if I win I get a hot pocket or you got to make some Hawaiian fried rice because Biggie made some bomb Hawaiian fried rice. And, or you got to do my dishes for today and tomorrow or, you know, something. We'd come up with something. And nine times out of ten, Biggie was losing. <laughs> and so, yeah. That was, uh, that's, that was one of my greatest memories, hustling. Hustling the 2K. All kinds of things. I mean, we, man, we smoked a lot in junior college. I mean, a lot. Went down, 7-Eleven was right down the street from my house. We went 
pretty much every night to get a five, six pack of Swishers. Those grape Swishers get some poison in you. I don't really fuck with Swishers anymore. Or I haven't been smoking in a little while now, so. Not like you can even get them out here in Europe anyway. But, um, those grape. Oh, and 7 Eleven had the, they had the minis. And those were perfect, you know? And so you could get, and it had like a buy one, get one free mini pack. And so, I mean, at one point, we literally, like, I just would buy the entire box from the guy. And I forget what the dude's name was who worked there, but he was the homie. And I mean, yeah, you came over. I remember my cousin came and visited and stayed with me for like two nights or something and like come back after practice and just me and like five or six brothers walked through and we just start rolling up. And <laughs> my cousin hadn't really been around that. And I remember he like the next day was like, bro, I was a, I felt like I was in a movie right there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you pretty much were, bro. I'll be on my way to practice. I, I never smoked before, you know, like I've, I've talked about my smoking in the past where it was always like once I got everything done, you know, so school workout, football, whatever. And then it was time to get high, but not everybody on the team abided by that philosophy. And so, you know, we were across the street from the school. And so we had the parking lot in my apartment complex with like 10, like free spots. And so a lot of people just parked there so they didn't have to pay for a spot at the school. And man, pretty much once a week, every day, I don't really remember, I walk by and there'd be one car full of our D-line and just clouds coming out of their car. I walk by, hey, Jay Brad, what's up, what's up? I was like, hey, you guys, like, I'm walking to practice, mind you. I'm like, yeah, you, you guys coming to practice today? And offense normally had meetings a little bit earlier than defense. So I was always on my way, like while they were still getting ready for practice. And I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll be there. We'll be there. We don't have meetings till 3.30. I had meetings at 3. Oh, okay. All right, bro. I'll see you out there. I'll see you out there. And man. Whew. Good memories, dude. Good memories. And couple other couple other stories i mean like where where my juco was it wasn't like the hood or anything like that um it was a nice area concord walnut creek pleasant hill california but the the surrounding areas i mean like like on the show with you know richmond antioch panol valley um all those spots like some some hood dudes went to the school and this was my first year there, gray shirt year. And we, I had a class that was like film studies or something. And so we were in a big, big auditorium. And there was like 20 dudes on the team in this class. You know, it was a big like 300 person class or 100 person class. I don't know. And we're watching some movie. And all of a sudden, like, you hear just like, man, fuck you, motherfucker. Da -da -da -da. And we turn around, and there were some dudes from Richmond or something, if my memory serves me right, who Richmond's where Coach Carter took place. If you're, no, was it? Yeah, 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 Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, Pinole Valley. And, um, and they're, oh, fuck y'all. Da -da -da. And we turn around and they were, it was some dude, random dudes talking to guys on the team. And somebody on the team said, man, fuck you. Let's go outside then. And okay. So they go outside and literally like all 20 dudes from the team got up and went outside to like support the homie. And I was one of, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to do anything, but 
I was down with the cause. You feel me? <laughs> and so we go out and I don't know, man, I don't ever really, I think the dudes ended up like running away like the other guys. Cause it was going to be bad for them. Like they were pretend gangsters, 100%. And we had some not pretend gangsters on our team. And so I think they ended up like running away or like sucker punching someone and then running away. I'm not exactly sure. And so they're running away. And one of the cousins of the guy on the team, who he was on the team the next year, I guess they had called him and he was nearby and like this cousin was a gangster and, and still one of the coolest dudes I've been around, but a guy, you were glad he was on your team and glad he was on your side. I'm going to tell one more story about him after this. And I guess the, the fake gangsters ran by him or something. And the cousin was like, yo, that's them. And this dude on campus and just whips out and pistol whips this one dude. And then we're like, oh shit, like you got to get out of here, bro. And so they, they run. I don't know if the cops got called. I can't really remember. I know we got in huge trouble as a team for this. And we literally ran around the gym and field for like three hours straight one practice. Like, we didn't practice that day. And, yeah, that was that was a good one. That was... And I don't know. And then it would be, like, the next week or something, we're warming up as a, as a team, and we warmed up outside, outside the gym. And, like, the same three dudes all walked by, like, the pretend gangsters walked by us warming up. And we're, like, you know, grabbing their dicks and saying, talking some shit. And, like... It almost started again, and but luckily we kind of we kind of held it back, and I mean this was luckily before like real social media like there was Facebook, you know I was I was posting rap lyrics to Facebook probably every day, but other than that you know there wasn't any live there wasn't any IG there wasn't any stories or anything like that and so like it was all word of mouth and so. They could tell on you and then you could say, well, that wasn't exactly how it went. And, you know, it was it was the good old days. But no, the the one dude on the team who he played my, the year I played, man, I don't remember exactly what it was for. But like I said, this dude was a gangster. Like he didn't play high school football because he was always suspended and doing other things. And I remember just one time, like after practice or maybe over in the parking lot at my place, I don't exactly remember what, but a couple guys were gathered around his trunk. And so I walk over there and look in, seeing like, what, what are we looking at guys? You know, (laughs) and in the back of this dude's trunk, it was like grand theft auto, like just AK Mac Glock, like it looked like <laughs> whatever you wanted, and but only only that, nothing nothing else illegal, and so I was like, oh man, like I'm glad this guy's likes me, <laughs> and then you know we had like I, I mentioned last episode, man, we would have parties, dude, because like man, this is the first time living on your own. I'm 18, 19. We got our own crib. We're like one of the only spots like that or only guys that have our own place. So like our spot was the party spot, at least on the team. We might find someone else that we could go party with. But, you know, parties in Juco in the Bay, like it very rarely ended because of cops. You know, in high school, parties ended because of cops. In Juco, it very rarely ended because of that. It ended because, like, rumor got out like someone had a gun. And so, once I heard that, man, I wasn't a tough guy. You know, some guys went out looking for fights. That wasn't my style at all. I'm a lover, not a fighter. And so, once once that, that happened, man, we were gone. And so, but it was nice having parties at my spot because 
it was only dudes on the team that came. You know, we told or like the closest homies of guys on the team that everybody knew. There were just no random dudes. That was like the rule. It was like you only it was only guys on the team and girls. That's it. And so we had our first big win of the season, which was the first game of the year. No, 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 no. Third game of the year at, when we played Sierra. And Sierra had beat our ass the year before. And Sierra was pretty damn good at this time. I don't know if they're still good or not. And um, so we, we, we beat them. And it was like, okay, we're on the map. We were already 2-0, and but we'd kind of beaten some shit teams before that. And so now it was like, okay, we're, we're for real. And party's at my house after the game. And so we're partying, whatever. Like kind of half inside, half outside. I mean, we would literally like move all the couches, move all the furniture to the to the side of the walls. So it was just one big open carpet. And, you know, the dance. I mean, it was like a rap video in there <laughs> now that I think about it. And um, And so anyway, this guy that I've been telling stories about, he pulls up in his car and gets out and he's already got a Budweiser crack getting out of the car and he pulls out, pulls up and just fucking big ass. I don't know what it is. I'm not, I think a, a Glock, I don't know something, maybe a Uzi. I don't, I don't know, dude. I'm not trained that well enough in that. And Pulls out and just walking in. And, you know, it was all for show. Because, like I said, there were going to be no problems at the party. Because it was all the homies. We're like, yo, what's up? Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, anyway, the the party ends up ending, I don't know, 2, 3, 4 in the morning. And homie pulls off. And, like, within a minute of pulling off, you just hear, brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
maybe hundreds. I don't know for the story, one twenties. And we had this little receiver coach, coach fish. It was kind of a little piece of shit, to be honest. Um, talked hella shit to guys. Didn't, you know, like kind of respected guys, but like didn't ever give the full mutual respect to really get a relationship kind of thing. And kind of liked to be the ball buster and like enjoyed getting on guys' cases. And um, and so Coach Fish liked to tell you what to do. So our head coach says, all right, everybody clean up. You know, we're going out to the field for running now. And homie's still finishing his set of incline. Just repping 120s out. And Coach Fish walks up to homie and's like, hey, uh, homie, you know, um, well, Coach Dar said, you know, we need to we need to start cleaning up. And so everyone's cleaning up the weight room right now. So, you know, you need to stop working out and help everybody else clean up. And I was like right here putting a dumbbell away with just like, oh, my God, is he going to hit him? Like, what's what's going to go on? Because like homie would get in fights with guys on our team in practice, like if. You were in his place in line for warm-ups. Like, it was a problem. <laughs> so I'm like, I knew Coach Fish didn't have the pat, the homie pass. And so he's repping it out still. And he looks over at Coach Fish. He goes, I got one more set. And bless Coach Fish's heart, he made a business decision. Better than anybody I'd ever seen. Because if anybody else said that, Coach Fish would have, oh, fuck you. And Coach Fish, bless man, he said, well, do you need a spot? (laughs) Can I help you? Come on, rep rep these last sets out. I'm with you. (laughs) I thought, okay, Coach Fish, you're not as dumb as I think you are. Because that could have gotten real ugly for you real quick. Uh, you need a you need a spot? <laughs> oh. But no, Juco was crazy, man. Like, I ended up, my second year there, I ended up dating one of the trainers on the team. And, like, I was pretty big pimping for this I gotta admit like she I was like 20 she was like 23 24 and like she had it going on we'll just say that all the guys on the team were trying to holler at her the coaches were trying to holler at her and and I I thought she had a boyfriend and I was like incredibly innocent in the girl department at this point in my life I still am And, um, so I never even like hollered at her like one time, you know, I, I, like I said, I thought she had a boyfriend, like I wasn't trying nothing. I'd go in there, get my shoulder iced and like, Hey, how are you? Like, I'd be nice, but I wasn't like trying to, like, I know 80% of the team was, I was trying to get at this other trainer (laughs) to be honest. And so that night of the Sierra game, the night with fireworks at the end of it, her and the other trainer came through. And like I said, I thought I had it going on with this other trainer. And we're all talking, whatever. And and at some point in the night, the other trainer goes home with one of our outside linebackers. I was like, oh, well, you got me, Gomez. <laughs> and thought, well, there goes that one. Thought I had that one. And... Somehow, the other trainer, my ex-girl now, like she was like, hey, I was supposed to go home with her, but I don't know, she's not answering, blah, da, 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 da. So, yeah, you know, she ain't answering. And she's like, could I just stay here? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I had a couch in my room. And I was like, yeah, I got a couch in my room, an extra blanket, da, 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 da whatever. And so it kind of, she started there and like, I just remember my heart was just beating so fast. And I said, I was like, ah, well, 
you know, my, my bed's more comfortable than the couch. Oh, okay. I was like, oh my God, that worked. Oh my God. And you know, at this point it's like, shooters got to shoot. I just had a big win. Like she's like, and touchdown baby. <laughs> and so like the next morning I was like, yo, you know, cause like players and trainers weren't supposed to hook up or nothing. And so I said, you know, are we, this was like a one-time thing. Like I'm trying to communicate, like figure out the deal. She said, yeah, you know, we, we can't let the head trainer know. And I said, all right, that's cool. Whatever. So I don't even get her number, nothing like that. And, you know, we kind of see each other obviously at practice and kind of share the look of like, yeah, we know. And no one really else knows. I think my roommates knew, but no one really else knew. And, and so maybe the next weekend, I think, like there was a party somewhere else and we're both there or whatever and it's going on. And I'm like kind of feeling myself, you know, we're winning and we're like four and oh, five and one or whatever at this point. And I was like, yeah, so you want to come back to my place with me tonight? And sure. And at work, I was like, oh my God. I can't believe this. Like no one else can believe this either. And so I think after that, I don't know if I still got her number after, cause it was still kind of like up in the air, you know, you feel me? And, and so maybe after that, it was maybe after like that, or maybe one other time I was like, well, do you want to like hang out? Like, some other time, like I liked her. She was cool. Obviously I dated her and she kind of broke my heart <laughs> after a while, after I moved away. And that's a, another story. We won't get into that. So anyway, we start dating and like slowly guys on the team find out. And that was the best. That was the funniest. Like, you know, I was balling, but still guys didn't really think of me much like that way. And they'd be like, yo, J Brad's dating her? No, you're lying. No way. J Brad? And the guys would come up to me and be like, yo, is it true? I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. They'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it got to a point, too, where then, like I said, my QB coach, not Coach Byrne, my QB coach was hollering at her. I don't remember like trying to take her to a Warriors game or something. And so I literally, and she was telling me, you know, she told me. And so I literally messaged my QB coach. This is probably like week eight in the season, week nine. I messaged him like, yo, bro, like I'm, I'm seeing her. Like I'd appreciate it if you stop messaging her like that. And, um, you know, and he was a younger dude. He was like, 28, 29, you know, so she's like 24. Like it wasn't anything creepy or nothing. Like I would have been shooting. We're all in college. Like I would have been shooting my shot. I'm not blaming him one bit, but I said, Hey bro, you know, could you know? And he calls me. He's like, Jay Brad, uh, player. Uh, are you, are you serious right now? I'm like, I'm, I'm dead serious, bro. I'm dead serious. And he's like, oh, uh, well, um, you know, like totally backtrack. He's like, I didn't realize. And I, I wasn't even trying to talk to her like that. And da, da, da. I was like, bro, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I just had to, I just had to say it. <laughs> and so, man, those were, uh, those were some stories. Those were probably some of my favorite ones that I've told throughout the years that I like to tell and <laughs> yeah, but overall last chance you, that was a really good series. I know I just talked about myself more than that last chance you, but I think that's the point of this podcast, right? And I hope, I hope they do another Ju- Cali Juco one because that's just such a good good atmosphere but if they do it again like they got to focus on the out of area guys 
because, well, I mean, it'd be good, good television. Like I could just imagine watching myself like, oh my God, it'd be so great. But yeah, let's, uh, let's move it on. I did get one question in, um, from my guy on the team, Voita. And he was asking, like, what's the difference in, like, the swag from Europe to the States? Because he's a big swag guy. He just spent, like, 100 euros on a pair of shorts and a couple pairs of socks. And, um, you know, I, I, it's funny he asked that because for the most part, like, in all every country I've played, from Portugal, Poland, Spain, Finland, now Czech Republic, wherever, like football player positions are the exact same personality everywhere you play. You know, like the linemen are like all kind of this like goofy group that stick together and you know, they have just that similar personality for the most part, like lovable dudes. And then receivers for the most part are got some divas in there that, you know, I mean, some hard workers, don't get me wrong, but sometimes a little soft, sometimes, you know, really caring about the swag, especially the younger guys, which when I was young, like I was all about the swag. I mean, it got me in trouble in North Dakota. They wanted me not to wear a visor or sweatbands. And I was like, yo, I just came from the Bay. Like the swag was originated when I was in the Bay. Like you, what does it matter? And, <laughs> and so for the most part though, I mean, the swag's pretty much the same wherever you go. Um, I don't really care so much about it. The older I get, you know, I still want to look good, but the idea of like worrying about wristbands and the little bands and the visor and all of these things, like it's just become extra to me. You know, um, I thought about wearing a visor this year and I, I wouldn't mind rocking like a tinted visor, but when it rains, when you sweat, when like it just gets in the way. And so, um, you know, it, it's like, just like the States, there's some guys who it matters a lot and they got some good swag out here in Europe and other guys, it doesn't matter at all. And, you know, it, it's harder to be swaggy in Europe. That's for sure. Just because of cleats, getting them shipped out here, gloves, you know, I think in some of these countries like here, it's, it's easier, but like in Portugal, like you couldn't just get some cleats or some gloves. Like you had to get it off eBay and then pay customs, and then maybe they still don't get there. And so, like, I feel like the thing with the swag out here, guys, like, really want to be swaggy because you have to put in way more effort and probably pay a little bit more. Another thing from Juco is we would go to the local G.I. Joe's or Big Five or whatever it was called. I think G.I. Joe's in the mall. We would just steal everything. <laughs> Wristbands. Get the little the things for your ankles so they look like spats, but they weren't spats. Those were dope. And, I mean, the people who worked there did not care at all. And once a year, we'd go in there and just come up. <laughs> so, like I said, it's way harder to be swaggier here in Europe hope I can't like I don't get in like get a knock on my door the week after this like ah yeah Joey you're arrested <laughs> but yeah what else I mean football wise another week of Finland Finnish football had upset with crocodiles over the roosters I watched the replay of that one and I mean they did I don't think I'm some crazy coach or anything, but they just did what they need to do. Get the ball to the two dudes who are your studs on offense. They gave the running back like 20, 25 carries, 
and they just threw it up to the receiver a few times and let him go make some plays. And then the defense played well, and they beat the Roosters. I don't know how long it's been since the Roosters started a year 0-2. Probably never. I don't know. And so, I mean, that game, again, the Roosters, they're all Finnish guys. And, I mean, they're ballers. But it's just kind of like they're missing the guy. They In the last couple of years, they've always had an American receiver, two American receivers. And so they're just, I just don't think mentally they have the guy that's like ready to be the guy. And like make the play consistently, you know, because that first week they had a couple drops by a guy. And then this next week, a couple more drops in like crucial situations that you need a guy. And so that that was how that went. And then my old squad, the Royals, played the Wolverines. And I mean, the Royals are damn good. My guy Stacy Thomas has got that defense rocking and locked in. And he's leading that group like you can just tell when it pans to him on the sideline. And guys are he's talking to guys like dudes are locked into what he's saying. And you can see them. And they cover well. They play man. You know, it's third and long. They're just playing man two, lock two, saying, okay. And they got a good pass rush saying, come on beat us and I love that style because as an OC like it if you got dudes who can cover and a good pass rush with four guys like it's tough to defend or tough to offend or defend the defense you know and the Wolverines I don't know what their D coordinator is doing I can't understand it the Royals have arguably, I think, the best player in Europe or one of the best players in Europe, Alpha Jola. Jola, Jola. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Alpha. I mean, and half the game, more than half the game, they're playing one-on-one with him, with some young Finnish corner, which no disrespect to the young corner, but like, you got a double, and you got an import. You got my guy, William James, at safety. Put him over the top, like give him some help because I mean, they just, you just throw it up to Alpha and he can catch it and break one tackle and go score. And it makes it easy. And so I I just couldn't, I mean, the Royals could have done that multiple times. Oh, some good thunder and lightning here today. I knew it was going to storm. So the Royals could have done that like multiple times throughout the game. And they still did it a few times. And then those corners, like, and the defense in general from the Wolverines, like when it was near the goal line, like there was no hard nose, like trying to stop them from getting in the end zone at all. And so, you know, offensively, the Wolverines are solid, but I think they got too much invested in the offense rather than the defense you got like three import receivers and qb's nice um qb was hurt for like half the game i don't know what was wrong and once he got back in like they made some noise and kind of like kept it close but defensively i don't know what you're doing wolverines to be honest like make somebody else beat you you know, don't cover one guy, but you better double cover Alpha and Nico Peterson. Like, you, you got to cover those guys with your dudes and make them beat you. I mean, then they can still run the ball on you because the Royals O line is nice, but I don't know. I don't know. And then Butcher Steelers, I didn't get to watch. I saw some highlights, and Steelers got a running back that's just a dude. Carlswell, I think. And he's a dude. And he, I mean, 
give him the rock and get out of his way. And he's fast and can break tackles and gets into the second level. And, you know, I think the Butchers have the talent, too, offensively to put up points, especially with um, their QB, Jabari. But he doesn't have a ton of other weapons besides Miko. And, yeah, so this upcoming week, they got Royals versus Crocodiles, which should be a good game, both coming off some big wins. And both got some good running games, and I'm interested to see what goes on there. But I know Stacy, as a DC, is going to, like, load the box and double cover uh, Roby. I forget exactly what his last name is. Dude. American guy who played in GFL the last few years. Double cover him, load the box, make someone else beat you. Kind of simple. And then, what is it? I don't know what the other games are. It's got to be Steelers versus... Well, it's got to be Rooster. Yeah, it's Roosters, Butchers. So both 0-2 teams, which is kind of crazy. Roosters should win that one, but who knows, man? And then... I mean, this, this year is crazy because it's only a five-game season in, in Finland. So, Roosters start 0-2. I saw they just signed somebody from Italy, Gentelli or whatever. So, they got to make some moves. But I don't know if that's... And you got to get a receipt. You got to get a playmaking receiver, I think. I don't know. Maybe he does play receiver. I thought he was running back. So, Roosters, Butchers. That's pretty much if you lose, you're out of the year. And then... Wolverines Steelers which will be a good game I think but if the the Steelers offense has a plan and the Wolverines defense doesn't have a plan it appears to me or they have a plan it's just not a very good one so I don't see the Steelers not scoring too many times unless they just shoot themselves in the foot so those would be some good games. And then, shit, man, I got my game coming up on Sunday. We got the Czech League starting, and I'm ready for that. Finally, some football. We're looking good. We're looking ready. Not going to give you too much right now. We'll, start, we'll talk about it after the game. But we're looking good. We're all starting to click. So a lot of football in Europe now. I know college football is all getting canceled, which is makes no sense. I mean, 2020, the theme of the year is if it doesn't make sense, it makes sense. You know, we're sending children back to school, but then saying guys in college can't play football with each other. I mean, even if you play in front of no fans, but I think part of the reason they don't want to do that is because if you don't play in front of fans, then the schools don't get the revenue from tickets and tailgating and and hot dogs and beer and all that stuff so it's money rules you know it always does always has always will and but it's just absurd to me that the the hypocrisy in general of the U.S. right now I mean nothing makes sense and everybody's hypocritical just so we're clear I'm not picking a side at all I refuse to pick a side because both sides are fucking idiots. Sorry, but that's the truth. And and how how at this point, you know, every everyone wants to say, well, how how do we get to the point of it's Trump versus Biden? We have a, a, a population of 300 million people, and the, the two candidates that we have are these two pieces of shit, which they are. But nobody wants to talk about the possibility of a third party. Like, this is the year for the third party to make some noise. Maybe not win, but if the third party got 10 or 15% of the vote, I mean then it would become relevant and people would start thinking and then the news would have to talk about it. I mean, they would make up some stories to not talk about it, but like, how how is this not a thing? Like, this is the year for the third party. 
or fourth party or whoever. But fucking robots can't get over orange man bad and Biden has dementia, which are both true statements. I mean, Biden is... If you listen to any interviews by him, and they're just coming out with all kinds of crazy stuff of he has a stuttering problem and all these excuses. I mean, what is what's wrong with the world at this point where like excuses have just become common and like we we glorify excuses. We glorify victimhood. We support it. It's it's sick. You know? It's sick. And I notice it with coaching and all of that stuff is, you know, I, I this past weekend at our mini camp, you know, I finally got so tired of a couple guys making excuses. And it's not like they're bad dudes like they're trying really fucking hard but you know running a wrong route or whatever and oh I, you know I thought I remembered you saying this or that or it's like dude I'm I don't care what the excuse is and one guy was like, well I'm not making an excuse I'm just giving you a reason like no bro you're fucking giving me an excuse for why you're giving me an excuse at this point I don't want to hear it it doesn't matter anymore just say okay you know and the same shit's going on everywhere. We've 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 became so soft, you know. I've said as a country as the U.S., but I think it's just glow. It's slowly turning global because of social media. And man, I saw some post on Instagram that said talked about ableism. Like we're just creating shit at this point, ableism, because. People who are non-physically handicapped have more, I don't even remember how it went, but it's like, and listen, man, I'm all for like equality and all of these things, but what happened to the saying that like life is not fair? I I must have been unique because my dad grew, I grew up on that. Dad, this isn't fair. Well, son, life's not fair. You know? Shit, I wanted to be in the NFL. Fucking six foot, 180 pounds. Can't gain weight. Run a five flat 40. Life's not fair, bro. I wanted to be in the NBA, maybe. All those things go back. Yeah, I could have worked my ass off if I wanted to. But... Some guys are gifted. Life's not fair. Where where did we get this idea that everything has to be fair from a genetic standpoint? Like, some people are stupid. Some people are smart. Yes, you can study to get more smart, but some people are big. Some people are small. You can work out to get more... Like there's there's some work that can be done, but some shit is not fair. And we want everything to be fair. Like you gotta make some sacrifice. And then if it's not fair, well it's it's because of this. It's not me. It's not facing reality. It's because of uh well the system is uh meh, meh. Yeah. Shut up. We're so soft. Like, listen, I don't make much money doing what I'm doing. I don't get to see my family ever. I have no 401k or even know what the fuck that is. But I get to travel around the world and meet people and play a game for a living still. And talk to this camera whenever I want. And that's the choices I've made. So if I sat here bitching that I don't have a million dollars. 
but then still lived this lifestyle. Like, what? Sorry, man. I don't know where that came from. I mean, I do, but we're just... We got to get back to reality. And it's hard. First step, though, turn your fucking TV off. Turn it off. Well, I really killed the mood on this one, huh? If anybody, the three people that are still listening, I appreciate you. <laughs> but, you know, I realize with this podcast, it's I'm constantly alienating myself or whoever because I'm not... I'm not just buying into the bullshit. I'm not giving up the excuses. And people like the comforting idea of a collective thought. And most of my thoughts and beliefs do not reside within the collective. And so, you know, I get it. But uh, we're going to find one by one the people who want to think a little bit. And I'm not saying I'm right on any of this stuff. In fact, I'm saying I'm wrong, to be honest. But by me thinking I'm wrong, I'm way more right than the person who thinks they're right. Got some thunder back. That was like God applauding me. Or whoever you want to believe in. The universe. So, no man, I, I I don't know where we go from here. I talked a lot about football on this one again. That's kind of fun. I mean, once, once this uh, season kicks off, do it on Monday, Tuesday or whatever and talk about the game and talk about the upcoming game and how it went and, you know. It's one thing I'm learning right now is just be unapologetically yourself. And, you know, I've been listening to Kanye a lot lately and the, the intro of, of, I thought about killing you. He's like, I mean, that song is just so good to me, but you know, the, in the intro, he's like, you know, just say it, like say it out loud, see how it feels. Just say it out loud. You know, in, in our time now, in the cancel culture, like people are so scared to say something that doesn't reside in that collective thought out loud for fear of being banished from the tribe. You know, it's the evolutionary, prehistoric human. It's the way we're wired of like, you said some dumb shit, did some dumb shit a thousand years ago. See, so you're out of the tribe on your own. And you die. And so we have obviously evolved since then. But we still have that basic, basic, basic principle in our DNA. And I'm trying to get out of that. Because at this point in time, like, yes, you need people. And you need people to support you and help you. And you got to help other people and support other people. And I love doing that. But we can be individuals. And you can be a collective group of individuals. If that makes sense. And so, it's going to be a little off, off topic. But the world would be a lot better place if everyone did a little bit of acid. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit, because you you end up realizing, even though we are all individuals, we are all one. I am, I am you, you are me. We are we. Ooh, I could write a Dr. Seuss fucking book with this flow. And so when, you know, we're all truly just reflections. And we all came from the same whatever you want to call it. We all deep down want that same thing. A human connection. Just connection in general. And 
people do some weird shit to either fight off those feelings or try and get closer to them. And rambled a little bit on this one. Football. Although I think I got some good stuff in towards the end. I started listening to Tim Dillon this week. And that dude is next level. Absolutely next level. With just talking his shit, speaking his truth. Saying what you shouldn't, quote unquote. But saying some shit that a lot of people are thinking. And he's one of my new guys I'm tuning into. Because he's good. He's really good. But all right, y'all. I think uh, I think this is good for today. You know how it always goes. I appreciate you. I love you. Whoever you are. And thank you so much for giving me your time, your ears, your attention. Listening to what I got to say. And... Let's let's keep doing it, you know. We can change the world, but we got to change ourselves first and foremost. I think that's good to end on. Alrighty, until next time. Peace and much love. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs>